Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Kickin' Show. It's our 19th episode and the first episode of 2021. Tonight, we have a special guest coming on the show. We've got some iRacing news and some NASCAR Cup Series news and some big news in NASCAR and SMI. Justin, how's it going tonight? Seth, what you been up to over the holidays? More iRacing, just... Uh, signing up for a few uh, big events, which I'll talk about a little later, and same old, same old, basically. Your energy level is so high up there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a vacation I'm... from your vacation, Seth? <laughs> <laughs> what vacation? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Justin, what's it like out on the uh, out on the, the coast in California? Left coast out here? Uh, good. Uh, we have some racing clubs still uh uh trying to catch up from last season but uh for the most part we're all caught up now so good to see things moving forward on the racing side of things still kind of bummed california has been uh, uh uh canceled for uh the cup series schedule already but uh hopefully we can make it out to vegas and phoenix uh, in the spring to uh get some of that out because man i've been i know rachel's been itching too but we've been itching to get to a get to a track for a long time Hey, I'm thinking about coming out to California. Can I go out to a restaurant and have dinner? Uh, depends. Depends on what restaurant you go to. If it's a big chain restaurant, then yes. If it's a local restaurant, uh, no. <laughs> so what and you're then, saying is the the governor out there has made it so that big chain restaurants probably give him money through lobbying efforts and you know allow him to go to places like the French Laundry. <laughs> makes it really hard for the little guy I oh, wait this is a nascar show i don't need to go into <laughs> politics we've got enough of that going on i won't <laughs> say that he has been caught three times in a crowded restaurant without a mask i won't say that but um but you're you're kind of on the right track there all right well you know joining you in california <laughs> from florida is going to be jill gregory she was yes. formerly in, in charge of, of marketing and and she's like look She's been picked as like the power mover of women in sports, okay? She is a big deal. She's leaving NASCAR in her corporate role and going out to Sonoma to work for, uh, for Sonoma Speedway for SMI. She's going to be the general manager and track president of Sonoma Raceway. Now, a little bit about Jill. She grew up in Modesto, mm -hmm. okay? And I did learn today that she had a uh, a Toyota Supra when she was growing up, so she liked fast cars. She even talked about how the, the, the lights would flip <laughs> up. I loved the old Supras, so she kind of dated herself on her age when she was talking about that because I know I know what I know what car that was, but because uh, like, it was my favorite car when I was growing up and one that I also had and drove. So yeah, good for her. It's uh, I, I I don't know if I understand the move per se because she's she's like so big and high up the ladder at NASCAR. And going out to Sonoma, I'm not sure how that plays out. Obviously, Marcus Smith at SMI uh, feels it's a great move. I mean, for, for SMI, this is one hell of a get. And uh, congratulations to Jill on the move and getting back home to where her family and everybody is is from. Yeah, uh, I know that's going to be great for Sonoma. Um, and then other big news, too, in NASCAR on the uh, industrial side of things. Um, I don't know if people caught, but Wood Brothers have officially bought out their entire charter. They were continuing to rent it and lease it off uh, the previous owner. And now uh, they are officially 100% owners of that number 21 charter. So that's pretty big news for them. That's going to save their pocketbook uh, quite a bit every year. 
So Archie St. Hilaire gave up his his portion of that charter, I guess. Someone wrote a big enough check to have him say yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's huge. Uh, that's great to hear, especially for the Wood Brothers. If there's one team out there that you'd love to see keep going, it, the Wood Brothers is definitely up towards the top of that list. Uh, so that's that's great to see. Well, they've got themselves a great driver, and uh, they've got an alignment with Penske, obviously. And so this is uh, this is a great deal for them. Seth, what's happening in the uh, iRacing world? We have been off uh for for a couple of weeks and honestly i have this is the first time i've sat in my sim since i did the last show well right after we went uh on our our break uh the iRacing uh pro series the nascar iRacing pro series had their championship race uh, unfortunately brandon could tell who we were sponsoring came up two spots shy of making the 2021 e-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series grid. Uh, in total, the 2021 grid will have 11 rookies, which I think it's the most since, I want to say 2015. Uh, they have a lot of returning drivers as well. Uh, in total, uh, 10 drivers are returning, 11 are rookies. Uh, Isaac Gann won the championship for Norse Force Racing. Uh, he currently does not have a team in the Coca-Cola iRacing Series that he will be on. Uh, their uh, free agency period will be starting, I think, this week, if not next week. And he joined Twitter the night he won the championship, maybe an hour or two afterwards to celebrate. So, oh, wow. Congratulations hmm. for him. I'm I'm a little yeah. bummed about Brandon, but you know what? I don't. I, I'm not upset about it. I know he gave his all, and I know there were some circumstances there that he couldn't help. Uh, I haven't heard from him, and I couldn't find his phone number. I was going to text him and say, you know, he did one hell of a job for us. I appreciate him letting us put put our uh, logo on the car. We're not done with him, and we're not done with other iRacing guys and other iRacing series as well. So, you know, let him know when you talk to him that hey, I appreciate the effort. Kicking the tires was well represented, and we are very proud of what he did. Uh, so uh, that's a, that's a big deal. We'll do. Uh, after failing to make the 2021 grid, he was actually talking about possibly doing something similar to what his old uh, team owner used to do, uh, Clint, or will be doing, Clint Boyer, and hopping in at, as a driver analyst for the Coca-Cola series. Whether or not that pans out, I don't know yet. I know either way he will still be racing. So... Uh, and I know he will be attempting to make the grid again, at least the last time I talked to him, he had planned on running the Road to Pro Series, which will have more of a uh, playoff format this year. Uh, there's still more details to go over about that, which when I get them, I'll go over them. Uh, Landon Huffman and his windshield deep marketing uh had a $1,000 to win short track shootout at Richmond Raceway on iRacing. Cody Kelly, who uh, back in November led all but the final lap of their Thanksgiving Classic until he got turned off of turn four, found redemption holding off Ray Alfala, who is a four-time Coca-Cola Series champion, making his first super late model start on iRacing. So I wouldn't have expected that, you know, from somebody of that caliber to have 
never run the, the super late model on iRacing. Uh, overall, it was a good race. Um, towards the end, uh, Crazy switched on, so to speak. Uh, there was a rash of cautions late in the race. Uh, there was one uh, penalty. Uh, let's... <clears throat> Ryan Matthews uh, intentionally spun Matt Busa on the final lap. And that oh, no. when that took him from a third place finish, they penalized him to the tail end of the lead lap and seventeenth. Not only does he lose that many positions, he goes from winning a hundred fifty dollars to I think a twenty five dollar per uh, winnings. So he uh, yeah. cost himself 125 bucks with that one move. You know, it's a good thing that they're not uh, doing that in the uh, Monday Night League because uh, apparently those guys are still getting acting crazy over there. But uh, you know, we've got uh, we got a lot of our racing that we're going to be sponsoring with the uh, for the fans racing and uh, and Justin Melillos. But uh, go ahead and and uh, give give up the news on the Monday Night Racing League. Well, Parker Klingerman dominated the. Uh, uh, dirt derby that they had at Knoxville Raceway. Uh, Will Rogers won what I would call the Will Rogers Invitational in the Pro 2 trucks at Watkins Glen. Uh, I think he led all but the pit cycles. Uh, and in a exhibition race that they did uh, the week of Christmas and New Year's uh, at iRacing Super Speedway, which is a fictional three-mile high-banked track kind of a cross between Dover and Daytona and Talladega. Uh, Kyle Busch and his uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports employee, uh, Max Kennan, tied in the cup car for the win. Wow. And I've never seen a tie. I mean, we 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 break that stuff down in NASCAR. How can I yeah. race? I race the computer. <laughs> they they have better they have better technology than NASCAR. How the hell did they have a tie? And how did they decide the winner? Well, they they crossed the line at exactly the same time. They both had the exact same average uh, uh, time for the race. So, in part, that's how it was a tie. Uh, the way it was decided for the winner, at, at least the, my best guess as to how Kyle Busch was decided the winner, was Kyle Busch led the most laps. And Kyle Busch outqualified Max, although I did get the pole that race. Oh, yeah, I heard you beat, <laughs> you beat Kyle Busch about like 14 thousandths of a second or something for the pole. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Yeah, good for you. I'm I'm glad that you did that because yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, cause I, I you know I'm not bitter at Kyle at all. I like Kyle even though he doesn't know who actually came down on him the night that I uh, was racing him the last time. Um, but you know that's okay. I'm sure he saw it on the uh, replay. Uh, uh, I'm a, I'm no, a no, 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 I'm not done yet. Yeah. I'm not okay. done yet. I'm not done yet. <laughs> I am also glad that that they didn't decide this race by a coin flip. Or by whoever signed up for iRacing first or something, you know, had their account longer. You never know. I mean, yeah. you, know, you can't tell. Uh, I think we were joking post race. Whoever had the better burnout would uh, be the winner, which honestly, considering Kyle pushed Max into the wall during the burnouts, I think Kyle wins that. But um, I got no beef I, with Kyle. 
but but in addition to that, uh, he's got uh, an eyesight issue, but that's okay. <laughs> but in addition to that, uh, Podium Esports, uh, which broadcasts Monday Night Racing, they broadcasted the uh, Pro Series, Road to Pro, and other series as well. They announced their Daytona 500, the Podium 500, uh, which will be Super Bowl Sunday uh, at 2 p.m. Uh, you have Ryan Vargas, who's going to host a street stock event at Auto Club Speedway. Uh, I believe both of those and the FTF 500 uh, are all over 100 entries. The FTF uh, 500, which is Justin Belillo's league, uh, has 126 entries the last I saw. Uh, Ryan Vargas... I, I, haven't, I haven't entered yet. I don't know if I'm going to. <laughs> Ryan Vargas' uh, street stock race had 175 entries. Wow. And I believe Podium Esports, they were talking over 250 entries last I heard. Rumor has it there'll be a kick in the car, a uh, kick in the tires car, and 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 those you know some of those races. I so, am, I so am, I'm, uh, I'm gonna let that. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you handle all of that. <laughs> but if you need some permission slip signed, or you need, uh, you know, I don't have any money because I'm tapped out right now, and I, I haven't gotten my stimulus check. So uh, so if but but if you if we can work some deals on some some uh, some logos on some cars, kicking the tires will uh, will agree to it. Uh, I am entered in all three of those. Uh, okay, good. I, I hope to make them. Uh, I figured it's about time I at least start trying to make these events uh, show the logo instead of just simply covering the events and having the logo on the website afterwards. Hey, you're uh, allowed. Granted, to, I'll still cover the race. You're allowed to yeah. cover the races that you that you run. I have no problem yeah. with it. Uh, and also. Uh, during the break, I also partnered with uh, Jeff McConey and McConey Setup Shop, who he's actually the one who does a lot of the setups for Anthony Alfredo on iRacing. Well, with iRacing knocked out of the books, got all that handled, what else is left? I made y'all a promise earlier tonight. All right, everybody, as I promised, we have a special guest on the show this week, young Ryder Wells, 13 years old. He is a microsprint driver. Uh, from Lumberton, Texas, right down the road from me. Uh, we are on his car, along with preferred contractors and Universal Coin and Bullion. This past weekend, this young man made it to the A-Main of the Tulsa Shootout, and he did it in his rookie year. I'm going to let him tell you a little bit more about what he had to go through to get to the A-Main, because it was pretty exciting and pretty amazing, uh, especially considering he'd never he'd never raced at the, uh, at the shootout before in his life. Right. Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. We had a really good time all throughout the shootout and even preparing the car before the shootout. But um, we had to go through every single race possible for the restricted division, the cars that I race. And we raced the heat. We had a qualifier. We had the B main, the last chance qualifier. And then I went through all that and I ended up making the A main. I basically started in the back almost every single race, and uh, we would count the positions that I had to get to and the cars that I had to pass, and we would go there, and then I would just go in blocking mode, and I would, I would block everybody, and I would keep that position, and I would transfer to the next race, and then transfer to the next race, and we did it over until we got to the A main, and then A main was just a fun race, and we did the best that we could and ended up getting 19th, and we started 21st, uh, 24th, so that's a big accomplishment for us just making the A main. 
Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a little bit because I I know the story, um, uh, you know, of how you guys got there. But a year ago, you were you went and watched the Tulsa shootout and then bought a micro sprint car. So it was like this was your passion. You've been a go kart racer your entire life. Well, for what three years? Uh, you know, since you were like nine. So tell us about what it was like to drive that car because in your uh, in, in, well, I guess it was your B main. Was it your B main that you you had to hold position and they were beating the, beating the crap out of you, or was that the LCQ? Uh, I, yeah, that was the LCQ. We, okay. Uh, on the LCQ, we started eighth, and I was up to fourth at one point, but the car went, got really tight and it wouldn't turn. I had to kind of turn it all the way, and it still wasn't turning. So I knew that I just had a block because I was in eighth, and top eight went to the A main, and. I fell back to eighth and I was just in blocking mode. I would have to let off the gas a lot and kind of snap the brake a little bit. And I was, I was just blocking. I kept getting beat um, on behind me. And all my uh, my back bar, my bumper, and my sidebar bent in. And they were beating me, trying to spin me out. They almost spun me out one time, but luckily I saved it and ended up taking a main, uh, ended up going to the A main for that. And you also, they've been a, they've been a shock, uh, but not enough to make to cause any real damage that would, that obviously crippled you uh, in the A main. However, you know, I was there. I was taking photos. I, I, by the way, I took like four thousand photos, and about three thousand eight hundred and fifty <laughs> of them were all out of focus. Um, but there's there's some great photos of you, um, a la you know uh, uh, the photographer here on your on your Facebook page and uh, we're going to run uh, a gallery with you at kickingthetires.net but I'm going to pass you along to Seth and Justin uh, a little bit about Justin he's he's done some racing and uh, Seth is our iRacing expert so uh, you might want to get with him on your iRacing setup and Justin can tell you about a little bit about the racing that he does as well. Well, uh, not only am I eye racing, but my day job is also a community college. So if you ever need any help with your schoolwork, uh, <laughs> feel free. <laughs> but anyway, in all seriousness, though, um, uh, what do you like about racing? How did you get into racing in general? Um, so I got into racing, actually. I found it on YouTube. And I showed my dad and I said I wanted to do this. And we found that there was a local track in Beaumont, Texas, not too far down the road from us. And we went and watched and we both agreed that I liked it. And we actually got in, I actually got the chance to get in the car when we were watching. And I ended up almost, I ended up beating the uh, guy that won the championship that year. And so we, we went and we bought a car and I started racing go-karts for about three years and then we bought the micro sprint and the micro sprint's really, really fun. I like the micro sprint a little bit more than I like the go-karts just because you could run, you could run the top and you could run the bottom and you could really run wherever you want to pass the cars. There's no like a single groove that you have to run and I think that both of them are really fun, but either, either day I'll race both as long as I'm just racing. So... You race micro sprints. Uh, do you know what you would want to go on to from micro sprints yet, or just staying where you are? Um, I think next year I'd like to stay where I are. But the end goal for me in life is to race uh four tens or three sixty sprint cars and mm -hmm. be a NASCAR. 
he wants to come up to NASCAR with us, guys. You know, and uh, can you imagine having a driver that was sponsored by kicking the tires at the Cup Series level? Oh, I, I'm sorry, I signed him up for a lifetime uh, you know, PR deal, so so he can't take anybody else. But, uh, but I'll remember you when I'm carrying his helmet around for you. <laughs> and something I was going to say that sounds a lot like uh, Casey Kane, Kyle Larson, and similar routes. Uh, do you have a favorite driver that you follow in NASCAR or in the world of outlaws? Um, in the world of outlaws and in the midget world, I like uh, Rico Abreu, but mm-hmm. in NASCAR, yeah. I like Chase Elliott. All right. Interesting. Uh, Justin, I'll let you take over from here. Yeah, those are some pretty good picks there. Um, well, Ryder, great job with the race. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now for those who don't know, um, an A main. And a B main, obviously, uh, you know, you can only fit so many cars on a track at once. And so what they do is they split up these larger events by uh, different heat races and main events. And basically the A main is the fastest group all the way down to a B, C or D main even. And we do that all all the time in karting because we have over 100 people sometimes in what's called uh, uh, our super series over at CalSpeed. And so they break it all the way down to a D main. Um, And once you get up to the A main, a lot of those guys their qualifying times are probably within a tenth or two tenths of each other and you're talking about that split is between first ten to 25th so if you can make the a main um that's fantastic work right there writer so uh, great work great job there um but let me ask you what 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 is it about racing that you that you enjoy is do you like i mean you mentioned you want to go into the 310s sprints and 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 even nascar those are some pretty fast machines right if pretty pretty strong cars a lot of horsepower right so so as a as a young kid like you what do you like about racing is it just that speed that adrenaline or the technicality behind it all um i definitely do like going fast and the speed and the adrenaline and it's just really fun for me to get in the car i kind of zone out in it and i i just race and i think that's really fun for me and even when i'm off the track working on the car is another fun thing for me me and my dad are both learning at the same time on how to work on the micro sprint but in, even in the go-karts, I would base, I could basically tear that car down and put it back up. and That's probably one of the most funniest things for me besides racing is just working on the car. So you like to be hands-on as well? Yes, sir. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's something a lot of drivers don't don't know about a lot nowadays. So that's pretty good, especially at your young age. That's a good uh, uh, talent to have and a good skill to have going in. Um, I would probably say one of my other questions would be uh, when you're on the track uh, and you're having to change because you mentioned having to be aggressive and get up into a position to transfer into the next event um, and then having to instantly change from that aggression uh, going forward to the aggression of blocking. Um, what's probably the toughest part about that? Having to change your line, having to change your strategy, learning off of other drivers. What's probably the toughest part for you with that? Um, probably the toughest part for me is just learning the other drivers, like you said, and learning when they make the mistakes. And so I don't have to wreck myself or them to pass them. So I know when they're, when they, if they go up or if they go low, I can go higher. I can go low to pass them. That's probably one of the toughest jobs for me to learn. But other than that, it's probably learning when to go high or low if I'm in the lead or, you know, just trying to pass another car. Yeah, that's always tough because you sometimes never know what they're going to do. Cool. And then kind of a personal question. Do you prefer a loose race car or a tight race car? I prefer a loose race car just because I feel like looser goes faster. Attaboy. I knew it. (laughs) 
He didn't have to worry about losing the track this past weekend because it was very loose. He also isn't telling the whole story. There's a big TV screen of all the, you know, of the race going on at the time. And he used that to his advantage to the blocking on some of the guys. I mean, look, look, I've got photos. If you go to, if you go to his, his Facebook page, um, they are literally, they're beating the crap out of the, his back bumper. They tried, it looked like they tried to wreck him a couple of times. It looked like they were trying to spin him out. This kid has got great car control, but he used that monitor to see where they were at so that he, he could figure out where to move up and down on the track. And that's a, that's just some experience that you wouldn't, you know, not everybody would think that, not, you know, and he also doesn't like blocking. Um, you know, his dad's, his dad was telling him in the race, giving him signals to block it. And I think he may have been his steering wheel from banging on it so much, <laughs> but <laughs> he does not like to block. He likes to go fast, but again, for for a kid who's thirteen years old, he's got he's got great car control, and I really can't see him moving up. Ryder, what uh, how how much longer do you want to do micros? What's your what's your incremental year goal of of moving up through through uh, through racing? Um, I feel like racing micros, I would probably do one to two more years, but by the time I'm uh fifteen or sixteen, I want to be in the ARCA series and go from the Arca to the trucks to the Xfinity to being in the cup truck, uh, being in the cup series. And those are my main goals to in racing. And I want to win a championship in all of them if I can. Ooh. Now, also, you do some iRacing. You're kind of set up on it. You're, you're going to start doing more. Um, you know, I, I joked about Seth earlier, but he really is one of the experts uh, that we have uh, in iRacing. I definitely am not an expert at iRacing. Um, but but feel free uh, to pick his brain on that. And, and Seth, do you have any advice for, for Ryder um, from the iRacing side that could actually help his, uh, to help, you know, in, in the microspit world? Because I, I kind of found a correlation between the, the 410s at Eldora and kind of what he was doing uh, out at at some of the tracks he races out around here, like at 105 Speedway and Gulf Coast Speedway, where, by the way, Ryder was the track champion uh, and and second place runner up in the overall series uh, uh, for for this uh, for this region. Yeah, iRacing does have a lot of dirt tracks: uh, Eldora, Weed Sport, uh, uh, the Charlotte Dirt Track. Uh, I could keep naming them, and the the four tens. It's all about throttle control, at least on iRacing. I don't know if that's the same in real life or not. There's some differences between real life and iRacing in certain cars. Uh, but practice, practice, practice. That's the main thing I can say. Uh, mm -hmm. And also take advantage of the time trials when you can to pad your safety rating, to yeah. move up uh, classes in uh, safety rating. Uh I'll be honest, I use that to get to a class A on dirt, and I have no business being a class A on dirt. <laughs> I'll admit that. But um, it, it, there are strategies out there. Some people, like myself, will use time trials when needed. Some will practice and will be good at it. Uh, for me, I'm better in the indie car. I'm better in the stock car. I'm still learning and still figuring out dirt, I'll be honest. Uh it is only about a year or two old on iRacing, maybe a little older than that. So for a pavement oval guy like myself, it takes a little bit of getting used to uh, drifting the car on dirt, so to speak. Okay, thank you. Hey, Ryder, uh, I, I want to ask Justin something real quick. 
you think if uh, if we at once the pandemic's over and everything's back to normal, you think you could get him a, a seat out in one of those California go karts? Because uh, I'm telling you, the kid, okay, he's from Texas, but he won the Louisiana State Championship. So uh, you, you think he might we might be able to get him a ride out there for a one off event? I was I was just about to say I will let you drive my Merlin out here and uh, put you in a race either at. Uh, let's see, either Adams, Cal Speed, Paris, uh, all three are pretty legendary tracks out here. Adams probably the most legendary. So we'll get you, we'll get you a ride out here. Yeah, I and, and another place I was thinking, uh, once the pandemic is over, if they, uh, bring it back over at GoPro, they do the little 600 the week of the Coca-Cola 600. And they usually have a rising stars race there as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be something, uh, to try to get you into not only that it's also pretty much right around the corner from my house so yeah they used so, to yeah, have so some, we, they used to have some races up at willow springs and button willow um but no clubs are racing there right now so uh it would just be more of a, a day to go out and drive but yeah we'll make it work I, I so so justin's got a race car or, or a go-kart for you we can get you a go-kart at gopro so it sounds like you might be kind of busy how's that sound to you that sounds amazing. I would love to do that. Sounds really fun. So we'll uh, we'll work on that for, for down the road. But uh, we want you to focus on this micro sprint stuff. Focus on your school. And real quick, sign off. Tell our fans a little bit about you because you're not just a race car driver. You're also kind of like a superstar soccer player. Uh, yes, sir. Um, I race. I race my sprint cars and my go cars, but then also I play. Uh, I'm a goalie for Houston Dynamo uh, Youth Academy. And we play soccer all over Texas and Austin and Dallas and most of the time in Houston. And we do that. And most of the time in the morning, I'm playing soccer. And then right after that, I'm out at the track. I'm racing. And I got to switch modes real quick to nice. soccer and racing. He's actually got some interesting stories about, you know, racing and doing soccer on the same weekend back to back and how they how they pull it off i don't know how they do it because i get exhausted just being at the racetrack and he's doing he's, he's being a you know a winning goalie and uh and then switching out in you know clothes and getting into his driver's suit and rolling off and going out and winning races so uh Ryder, good luck to you we appreciate you uh coming on the show we know you gotta get uh you gotta go get some sleep and get ready for school and pretty soon all those people are gonna be asking you for autographs so get ready for it thank you thank you for having me you know Ryder is a I'm telling y'all, he's a great race car driver. He's a good kid overall. You heard his soccer story, you, mm -hmm. you know. But one one thing that gets left out of this is his dad, Zach. Um, Zach is a rookie as well. Okay, this was Zach's rookie year as a crew chief uh, for Ryder. And this father son thing is really, you know, I, I didn't have that close relationship with my dad. Um, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna highlight uh, Zach a little bit throughout next year and throughout 2021 uh, because of what he has to go through. Uh, to get that car ready, but luckily he's got Ryder to give him good advice. And I know, you know, Justin, you talked about a, a few things there in the in, in the interview. But uh, at the end of the night, I took a photo, and I'll, I'll have it on the website. But uh, it's a photo of them hugging. That's it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like probably the most intense photo I've, I've, I've taken in a long time, just because it was like father and son. They went up there to conquer, and they did it. And, uh, you know, honestly, they didn't think they were going to make it out of the B-Main, okay? And he started the B-Main second. He ended up finishing second. 
He got to the LCQ and he had to make eight and he, he held off eight. So congrats to him again. We appreciate being on his car. And uh, thank you guys for participating in that interview because uh, he, uh, he he's learning a lot about the interview side as well as, you know, not it's not just racing. It's uh, it's making your media obligations too. So uh, that was really cool. What else we got? Uh, let's close out the show this week. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun with Ryder too and, and seeing that out of that kid. That, that just brought back a lot of good memories for me. Uh, when I was his age, but yeah, uh, silly season's not done. Um, uh, first off, we have two drivers attempting the Daytona 500: David Reagan and Noah Gragson. So they're going to be attempting the 500 here in uh, a little over a month. And then uh, one more silly season move, which I don't think we really expected. Uh, I knew, uh, or I felt like we knew this guy was going to have a ride, a pretty good ride somewhere. Um, but as the doors kept closing, it seemed uh, it seemed like those chances were slipping away. But uh, Anthony Alfredo is going to go full time in the Cup Series his rookie year in 2021, uh, driving with Front Row Motorsports. Uh, so having the experience of Michael McDowell as his teammate, uh, David Reagan right there uh, as uh, kind of a, a coach, I guess you could say. Uh, he's definitely in good hands for uh, some good experience. So um, congrats on him. He was actually on one of our episodes earlier and uh, definitely w was really excited to hear that news break out. Well, I'm going to reach out to David and uh, and see if he wants to come on the show uh, sometime before the 500s. That would be really cool. Yeah. Seth, add, what do you have to add to that? Because I know you were part of that interview with Anthony yeah. Alfredo. And you've raced with well, him on iRacing, too. Yeah, yeah, I've raced with him quite a bit on iRacing. Uh, it, it's Anthony's first full season since uh, actually what's now Arca East in 2018. Uh, he only has... With, between uh, the main ARCA series, Trucks, and Xfinity, 35 starts. Uh, granted, we've seen drivers jump up quickly before. Uh, some have had a lot of success. Carl Edwards, Jimmy Johnson, etc. And then some jumped up maybe a little too early. Uh, Joey Logano, although he did find success, it took him a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, I'm not... I don't have a lot of ex expectations for Anthony in 2021. I think if he runs all the laps uh, and finishes all the races, that would be the best thing, especially since we are only going to have practice and qualifying eight of the 36 races this year. So he's going to have a steep learning curve with little to no practice. Yeah. Well, the one thing he's got is uh, is eye racing, obviously. So he yep. can uh, he can do his own uh, he can do his and, own setups and do that. And, so that's kind of cool. Yes, and he is a big proponent of sim two reality. Uh, that is actually what he credited his good run at Dover uh, with uh, his experience on eye racing, uh, because previously to uh, running the Saturday Night Thunder race uh, on eye racing, which he won back in May, uh, he had not had any starts at Dover. And he actually leaned on some of the Richmond Raceway esports drivers, uh, including 2019 Coke Series champion uh, Zach Novak, for advice. Excellent. You know, it's been a crazy day here in America. Uh, God bless our country. And uh, hopefully uh, everybody's calmed down about what's happened in Washington, D.C. Uh, never condone violence or any of that nature. I mm -hmm. uh, just wanted to say that before we close out the show here. Um, but, you know, thank you guys for being on and, you know, making this happen every week. Justin, you kind of 
you know, serve as a producer. Seth, you are always there for us. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to a great 2021. I will be at the Chili Bowl uh, next weekend. And uh, it's my first ever Chili Bowl, just like it was my first ever shootout. And then I will be going down by the Daytona 500. So uh, I'll be covering the 500. I'm not going to be covering the uh, road course most likely because I will be somewhere else. Um, but that is up for uh, consideration for anybody that wants to think about going and covering the Daytona Road Course. But that's going to do it here for us this week on Kicking the Tires on the Kicking Show. We appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, thank you again for hitting, helping us hit 100 subscribers on our yeah. YouTube page. That's a big deal for us. So if you're listening for the first time, just hit that subscription button because we need those numbers to continue to do great things here on The Kicking Show. Thanks a lot. God bless y'all.